the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Know the name, know the genius in you. Where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. In each weekly show, you hear the fascinating ways that other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations, different areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset when they use the gifts that are seen in their name when we use nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents? And how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Katherine Nilbrink, who has developed her genius in the area of being able to eat right to be healthy without dieting or deprivation. Now, Katherine Milbrink, MA, is an anti-diet nutritionist, certified holistic health coach, and former instructor for the certified in plant-based nutrition through the T. Collins Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies and E. Cornell. She also helped write the Forks Over Knives online culinary program. She worked in a residential eating disorder facility and helped create and launch the healthy eating program for the grocery chain called Whole Foods Market. And I think most of us have heard of Whole Foods. And so she was just vital when she helped launch their healthy eating program for their grocery chain. Now, some of her recipes continue to be sold every day in some stores. Also, she recently published an ebook that we're gonna discuss later. Now, after battling her own issues with food, Catherine was determined to figure out how to live in true food freedom forever versus living with a system that would become just another quick fix. Catherine ended up creating a program that enables one to find food freedom. She did this by combining her own experience with what she discovered through research. Her program has now helped thousands of women achieve the perfect weight for their bodies without dieting or any deprivation. Now imagine being able to take back your life without the constant concern of health or gaining weight. Catherine's mission in life is to be a force of joy and to help people stop the madness and heal their relationship with food in their body so that everyone can have clarity and freedom to show their own magnificent and talents with the world. Catherine, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show. Thank you. So glad to be here. I'm glad we finally got you on. We hear a lot today about having a plant-based diet, Catherine. Now, I know this may sound really stupid, but this is a question I get asked a lot. So is macaroni part of a plant-based diet since macaroni comes from plants? Of course. Okay, so please define what you consider a 
plant-based diet for us? Well, you know, um, the work that I do, I actually don't talk a lot about food, which is kind of interesting, but a plant-based diet is basically eating everything except for anything that comes from an animal. So, um, um, when it, but when it comes to like a whole food plant-based diet, you know, that kind of focuses a little bit more on health, um, and whole unprocessed foods. But, um, I really advocate that people really focus on, um, you know, stopping feeling deprived around food. So eating the foods that they, that really bring them joy. And that also makes their bodies feel really great. Now, for me, that happens to be, I also have ethical reasons about, um, not eating animals. So, um, and I feel really great eating this way, but not everybody is that way. And, um, and you know, they kind of have to find their own journey here. So would a plant-based diet also include things like macaroni and cheese or because cheese comes from an animal, would that also be taboo? Yes, cheese comes from an animal, so it's not technically part of a whole food plant-based diet, no. Um, but there are other ways to, you know, um, kind of meet that same kind of um, texture and feeling and, you know, um, kind of comfort food. I actually just today made my own version of macaroni and cheese, but I don't use any cheese. I use something else. So, um, and okay, it was we quite all tasty. What that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually am kind of lazy about it. And um, it, it's kind of a funny story. I'd been traveling with Whole Foods and I did that quite a bit and I'd come home and it was a Friday night and I didn't have a lot of groceries in my house, which is kind of ironic since I work for a grocery store. Um, but um and I had some hummus and I had some pasta and I um, made, I used that and I, you know, kind of um, added a little bit of mustard and just plain old yellow mustard and a little bit of garlic and um, a little bit of almond milk for, um, you know, just to make it a little more creamy with the hummus. And it was quite tasty. And I, that's how I make it now. And it's really easy and it's quick and, and um, it satisfies my desire for, macaroni and cheese, which is something I used to really love a lot when I was growing up. So just to be really specific for everybody, is it regular like French mustard or is it, you know, some kind of gourmet mustard or what kind of mustard do you put in? No, plain old regular yellow mustard was what I had. And, and I actually liked that. So I used it and it was quite nice. And it actually then turned it the right color towards macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? So it even looked then more like the real thing. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it looks so appealing. So exactly. Catherine, you've lived all over the world. What made yes. you decide to settle down in Los Angeles? Well, actually, it was Whole Foods that brought me out to L.A. originally. Um, it brought my husband and I. We were, um, I was asked to help develop and launch this program, and they decided they wanted to launch it in the Southern Pacific region first, which is um, – Southern California, Arizona, Nevada, and Hawaii. And so um, we moved out here to do that. And we're still here um, after eight and a half years. And I'm not sure that we're going to stay here forever, but we really love the weather here. And we love the um, nature, being close to the ocean and the mountains and everything. And I'm a big hiker as well as paddleboarder. So it really feeds those needs for me nicely. So um, but you know, after I'm from Boston originally and my husband's Swedish. And so we're kind of done with the cold. I have to admit <laughs> you're talking to somebody who right now is very much affected by the storm Diego with oh, all no. the, we've not had power for days and days and you can't get out because of the ice. You can't drive at night and you can't get out of driveways because when they clear the snow, it piles up on top of the driveway. And so you you know, you got to get a running start to go and try to get over that hump or get out there and clear it. And anyway, yes, I yes, can understand I why some days. people are done with the snow. <laughs> I remember those days and I don't miss it. <laughs> so. I, I happen to love the snow. So anyway, it's, it's why we all live in the areas we do. So I think so, yeah. This is the part of the show where we interpret a portion of our guest's name. Are you ready? I'm really ready. I'm really curious. I think this will be tons of fun. So, Catherine, some of what your name says is that when you lead, everyone benefits. And you really came with an overall arcing in your name to learn how to lead or take as many opportunities as possible to exercise your leadership skills. Because when you do choose to lead, 
everyone benefits. It's like you have a moral compass that says, I'm not allowed to get ahead unless I help everybody else also get ahead. Your name indicates that you're incredibly strong. You can stand up for injustices. You can stand up for what you believe is truth and for what is right. That if you need to debate, if you need to confront, you can do it. Not that you necessarily want to, but you have the ability and the skill to be able to stand strong and, and be able to confront people when necessary. Your name also indicates that you you work really hard. It's like you have a battery that just goes and goes and goes. But when the battery goes dead, you can just drop and say, okay, that's it. I'm done for the night. You know, it's like batteries out. We have to get it to recharge. Mm -hmm. Once it recharges, you're just going to go as far as you can. It says also that you're highly independent, that you're very, very organized and have a good memory in the area of your interests, that you have a generosity of heart, generosity of spirit, that you're very um, tactile that you like the feel of things, the touch of things like fabrics, you're going to say, is this soft? Is this coarse? You know, how does this feel? And how does this look? If I'm making something to eat, for an example, it doesn't look pretty with the colors on the plate. You know, does it look good with how I've served it? <laughs> that that would be very important, the aesthetics of things. Um, it also says in your name that you're highly sensitive to criticism and want to shut down when quit, you know, and quit when others criticize you. So you've had to learn how to self-talk so that you don't do that. Um, but the coolest thing in your name is it literally says you can go to the top of your game, your career, whatever you choose it to be, as long as you don't stop short of the goal, you will always make it. Oh, wow. So that's... Wow. That's, That's kind of loaded, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really strong and dynamic there. It is. I have to laugh about the tactile thing because I'm always, it's so funny. My friends or even, you know, sometimes new acquaintances, I, I reach out and I'll touch their shirt or something because I really, I'm like, oh, I want to feel that. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that you said that. Yeah. Well, it, it's in your name. And so it's it's nice to be able to read a name and, and feel like you've never met a meeting a stranger because you can see right away what's important to somebody. And we need to take our first break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network and on the website knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we'll find out how regulating your food intake can change your life. Stay tuned. a skeptic or a believer. Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com. 
or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. The new non-fiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Catherine Nilbrink, whose website is her name. Now, Catherine is spelled with a K in the normal way, and her last name is N-I-L and then Brink, B-R-I-N-K.com. Okay, Catherine, why do you do the work that you do? What motivated you? What led you to do what you've been doing? So, you know, I've kind of been at this my whole life, I have to say. And it's one thing I've been thinking a lot about lately. But um, I've been in the health and wellness industry for most of my life. And um, I was an athlete. And so always trying to figure out, you know, the way to eat, to be healthy and and strong and, and everything. But I was also a gymnast. So I um, was always trying to fit in with my size and that led to some issues around weight and things cause I'm tall and I'm muscular. So, which is not really common in gymnastics, but, um, so that kind of started the journey for me. And then what really kept pushing me forward was that, you know, I really decided, I, I you know, I saw that there was this need to, um, help dispel myths and, um, disseminate information that was, um, really true because we're so misinformed and it's so confusing information around nutrition and, and, um, you know, health and wellness and weight loss. And, and so I, you know, I kind of became, I'm a bit of a scientist. Well, not just a bit, I'm kind of a nerd to tell you the truth. And um, (laughs) so I really dive deeply into the research to really bring out what is, um, what the research is really telling us versus what we're hearing in the media or what people are trying to get us to do because they have an agenda. And so um, it's led me into some trouble sometimes because I um, people don't always like what I have to say, but um, I really think it's important that people really get the real information versus what um, marketing is trying to tell you or something like that. So that's one of the biggest things. But what then really pushed me was that I was really struggling with my own issues around food and body image. And I... I got to a point where I just couldn't live like that anymore. And I was really feeling way out of integrity with the work I was doing, trying to help people. And they would come to me and say, you know, I can't figure out why I can't stay on the wagon, so to speak. So um, what can you do to help me with that? And I couldn't help them because I was having the same issues and I couldn't figure out why. And so I went back to the science and I started to look at a lot of this stuff that we hear about, quote, food addiction or, um, all of these things that, you know, we're, that make us feel like we're overeating or things. And, and there's not a thing. It's not, (laughs) there's no such thing as food addiction, but you know, I can go more into that if you want. But, um, and so I, I really decided that what, if I could figure this out for myself, then I would help others do it as well, because I knew that there had to be a way to live in real freedom without always thinking about trying to lose weight or, you know, every year, another New Year's resolution to be that size and or whatever, and always feeling like I'm manipulating my food, worrying about the meal plan that I was on or 
or if I was doing it right or, or whatever. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And I, I knew it had to be better. And so I, you know, I really, I worked hard and I started this and I came up with this plan and this, this way of living, which is actually quite um, a little bit controversial because I basically tell people to start eating again, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and to eat everything that um, they've been depriving themselves of. And, you know, there are parameters around that, but um, when we deprive ourselves, when we're, you know, there's biological reasons for us to overeat. I mean, if we're starving, we have a survival drive to eat. And so that's going to make you overeat. It leads to binging behaviors. It leads to compulsive behaviors around food because we feel like we're, you know, we're, um, and it makes us feel out of control, but it has nothing to do with you. It has the fact that you've been, you're hungry and your body says, no, we are not going to starve. Um, it doesn't know you're just trying to lose some weight and you know there's a myriad of reasons why this happens and so um, if we really start to nourish our bodies and feed our bodies and eat the foods that we have been depriving ourselves you actually find that over time the draw to them is less and um, you can eat one cookie without having to eat the whole bag um, and you can eat a few potato chips without, you know, having to eat all of them in the whole party <laughs> or which, and, um, you know, and you can actually have a quote, normal relationship with food, which, you know, I don't know what that really is, but everybody says, I just want to eat like a normal person. And, you know, I am that girl now. I don't think about food all the time. I, um, my body has regulated itself and I don't have to worry about it anymore. And so that's why I do what I do. Cause I really, I'm tired of women being kind of oppressed by this issue and their light not shining because of it. And so once you can get clear with this and, you know, stop the overeating behaviors, I, what I always say is when you heal your relationship with food in your body, you say hello to your life. And that is so true. I just see the lights going on and, and people really start to really live that life that they've kind of been putting on hold all this time, waiting for that perfect number on the scale or whatever, which never happens. So what are some of those parameters when you can eat what you're, what you're hungry for? What parameters do you give yourself? So when I, you know, when people come to me and I start to say, well, you know, you have to allow yourself to eat those things that you haven't allowed yourself in the past. And that really gets a lot of pushback, you know, oh, well, I'm a sugar addict. I can't eat sugar or whatever. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, let's put some guidelines around this basically. So, you know, pick one of those foods. Here's an example. I had a client who said, well, if I do that, I'm never going to stop eating cheesecake. And I'm like, well, yeah, you will. But, um, so I said to her, I said, well, next time you eat cheesecake, instead of standing with the refrigerator door open, shoveling as much cheesecake in your mouth as fast as possible, um, why don't you take the cheesecake, put it on the table, put a piece of cheesecake on your plate, sit down, and then start eating the cheesecake and take a piece in your mouth and eat it like you would a meal. And then, you know, and taste it and enjoy it and really, you know, feel nourished by it and then take, you know, another bite and another, you can have another piece if you want, but just put it on your plate and eat it instead of this craziness that we, this frenzied eating we start to do whenever we start eating those quote forbidden foods. And, um, you know, the first time she did that, she had a little bit of trouble and, you know, she kind of ended up doing her old behaviors around that. And she goes, I just can't do it. And I said, try it again. And I said, next time, why don't you call me and I'll sit on the phone or whatever. And she texts me. She goes, I'm going to try it again and I'll let you know how it goes. And so she did. And she sat down. She put cheesecake on the table, put a piece on her plate. And within like three minutes, she called me kind of screaming on the phone. She's like, oh, my God, I don't even like cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get to the place where I don't even like cheesecake. Uh, you know, so, I look at it that every bite you savor and you get all the flavor out that you possibly right. can, you know. And and I always think if you're going to have a piece of cheesecake, that's your entire meal. You don't need anything else. <laughs> well, but, you know, I mean, yes and no, it could be. But you could also have it for dessert. And I'm not saying that you're not going to end up not liking those foods that are, quote, the forbidden foods at this point. I still like the foods that I never allowed myself to eat in the past. But um, what I am saying is that when you actually start to allow them into your diet, just like any other food, 
part of it is that you kind of what I call you habituate around it. It means it's a no thing. It's it's not a thing anymore. You know, I mean, you just you're allowed to eat it whenever you want. And then whenever you're allowed to do that and you're, you start to trust that it's available and your body starts to trust that you're always going to feed it when it's hungry and, and things, you you start to be able to make real choices around the food you're eating. It's like, well, how do I actually feel when I eat cheesecake? How do I actually feel when I eat these foods? So for me, I was a, I like salty, crunchy food. So, you know, French fries or potato chips or something. And so when, you know, when that happened for me, I'd be like, well, do I, I, you know, I finally have gotten to the point where I can go out and if I want to order that, I do, but it doesn't happen as much anymore because I, I find that I don't usually feel as good if I eat them or um, or I can have a few and then I'm done and I can actually put the bag away and put it back in the um, cupboard and not think about them for the rest of the day or even for another week or two. Um, whereas before it would just be, it would never happen. So you know, it's really, it's because I know that I can have it at any time, but now I'm also really getting to that space of, I want to feel great in my body all the time. And, and, and that's a deep place of self-care of, you know, a real deep self-love because now you're really like, well, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't allow, or I wouldn't not feed my child if she was hungry, or I wouldn't, you know, um, allow her to overeat to the point where she's just sick because she just doesn't know better yet. You know what I mean? And, and when you are overeating or an under eating, that's abuse and that's not real self care. So now I can make those choices of real deep self care for me. And it's like, well, how do I want to feel? How do I want to treat my body? And so, you know, there's no, oh, go ahead. So Catherine, how many meals do you have a day? Do you, do you recommend one like, that it's best to have two meals a day or three meals a day or eat like every two to three hours, something little. How, how do you do that? And I need a really short, quick answer that we can um, do longer on the other side of this next break. So the, the basic thing is, is you have to um, choose your own way of eating and um, there are no more food rules and that's the beauty, but it's also the struggle. Um, so I sometimes eat, four meals a day. And sometimes I may only eat two, eat two. It really is what my body is feeling and what it needs that day. Well, my habit is only eating one a day and everybody says, no, that's not good for you. So I'd like to discuss that on the other side of this particular break. Stay tuned and know the name, know the genius in you, which is being heard on XZBN.net and Zone Broadcast Network Station and on the website, knowthename.com. Now, this show is dedicated to helping troubled teenagers gain confidence as they're eating and learning with peer pressure what they want to eat and how they want to look. Stay tuned. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. 
It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. I love that music. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Catherine Nilbrink, an expert on knowing how to stop our bad eating habits. She can be reached via her website on her name, Catherine Nilbrink. It's N-I-L-B-R-I-N-K dot com. Okay, now before the break, or right at the big break, we were talking about teenagers and how the pressure is so hard on them to look good. And and kids can be so cruel to other kids that have gained any kind of weight. Do you have any special suggestions for teenagers on how to maintain their weight? Yes. So, yeah, this is a difficult time during life. And, and, um, and I wish that I had the information that I have now back then, to tell you the truth, um, because it would have saved me a whole world of hurt for a long time. But... Um, you know, it, it is a hard time. And what I always say is, first of all, um, all of our bodies are different. Everybody is different. And so you're never going to look like the magazines, um, because the people in the magazines don't even look like the magazines. And, um, and so, um, and you know, it is hard if there's peer pressure and people are making fun of you, but you know, there, it's really important for you to stand up because you are not your body. Um, I mean, yes, your your you know your soul and and your personality and everything is housed in a body, but you're so much more than your body, and um, and so really starting to focus on the traits of you of you know what makes you amazing as a person. You're kind. Maybe you're a really good friend. Um, you maybe have a good sense of humor or or whatever they are. You um, you're helping to others, or maybe you're really smart, or maybe you're really athletic or all of these things that, you know, make you a person and an individual, because we're no two are like focus on those things. And also do that with your friends, you know, instead of complimenting how they look, start to focus on, you know, Hey, Sally, you know, you're a really good friend. And I so appreciate you being there for me. Um, and I know that I can always count on you or, you know, start to compliment them on, things besides their looks, because we, we're so much more than just our outward appearance. And when we start to do that, that really starts to shift the conversation. And it also um, leads us to more meaningful relationships with our friends. Um, and, you know, and then also trust your body because your body knows what to eat. You, when you were a baby, you knew how to feed yourself. You knew when you were hungry, you knew when to stop. And so, you know, just use common sense. Um, we all know that we should eat more fruits and vegetables and whole and processed foods, whole grains and potatoes and, and, you know, things like that, more of that than the other, maybe not so nourishing foods, but yeah, but I look at potatoes and I think nothing's wrong with the potato. It's all the stuff we put on it. Exactly. Um, but you know, if you enjoy it, I think one of the biggest things is that we're so afraid of food is just enjoy your food and really taste it. And pay attention to your body. And when you're um, satisfied, stop. And and so I think that's one of the biggest things. We have so many food rules that we and food parameters and fear around um, body image and weight and weight gain or all this that we forget. Um, we just turn off what our body is actually telling us. And if we would listen to our body, it would naturally stay at its natural weight. And we wouldn't have to manipulate food around that. And so... Um, that's really the biggest thing I'd say is, you know, be patient, let your body do what it's supposed to do, you know, nourish it with whole unprocessed foods, mostly plants, um, as best you can, but don't make that a rule. Um, enjoy your foods, go out with your friends, have a piece of pizza or whatever and enjoy it. And, um, but don't, um, and, and then focus on the out, you know, the inner 
people that we are and, and those traits that we have in each other because the, it's so much more meaningful than, hey, you look awesome in that skirt or whatever. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't compliment each other, but when we focus on those things more than we focus on, um, you know, the the people that we are, the the positive characteristics that we have, I think we really miss out on so much. Well, I always notice when people compliment, they they normally go, wow, you look great today. And then my mind immediately goes, yeah, what about all the other days? Exactly. <laughs> so true. It's, so it's true. like, oh, and all the rest of those days are horrible. <laughs> anyway. It's so true. Okay. So going back again to something we'd started talking about prior is, okay, what if you just eat one meal a day? And the mm-hmm. reason I'm asking is because I'm sure there's a lot of other people like me. We just get busy and we forget to eat. And then by the time it's time to eat, we're like, okay, we can now eat the kitchen sink. And we just have <laughs> one meal and one meal. And then you go, okay, I'm full. And that's it. And then you get busy again and you don't think about eating. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that the, there's a lot of things going on here is, you know, A, if you're just busy and you just forget, um, that's okay. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to nourish your body. Everybody's body is different. But if you get to the point where you're so hungry that then you overeat, that may not be something you want to be doing on a regular basis. So, you know, if if you're somebody who normally forgets or often forgets, it may help you to, you know, maybe put a timer on just to check in with your body at around a meal time. And say, hey, maybe I need to eat. Or, Am I hungry? Okay, I can get a quick snack or, or something, you know, to interrupt your day and, and move around and, and nourish yourself. Because then you also work more, um, you work more productively throughout the rest of the day if you're really nourished. And so, and that will also help you then not um, eat the kitchen sink, as you said, and then maybe be <laughs> over full and uncomfortable going, trying to get the rest of the work done for the rest of the day. So, um, but, you know, I mean, if you just aren't hungry and one meal is enough for you, then, you know, that's, that's you, your body is different. Everybody's a, we never ate this three meal a day with snacks in between. I mean, that's an industrial revolution thing because we started working in offices with a clock. So um, in the past we, you know, ate more by the sun or, or our hunger and satiety or when it was available, when you go way far back. Um, And so, it's, it's, it's a little bit different now when, you know, we think about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I'm lucky I work at home. And so I eat when I'm hungry. And sometimes I'm not hungry until 10 or 11 in the morning. And then I may not eat again until three or four in the afternoon. And then I might have a light snack a little bit later. So, or not, it really depends. Or sometimes I'm hungry at 7am and you know, it's just different. My body's different and I'm able to really tune in and allow it to tell me what I want when I want it. Well, I think some of the the concerns for a lot of people is that we've been taught you finish what's on your plate. And, and I know for the generation that I grew up with, um, if you didn't finish everything that was on your plate and I've learned to take tiny, tiny, tiny little amounts so then I can take tiny, tiny little amounts again and it feels like I had seconds. <laughs> but I'm still finishing everything on my plate. And it's very hard. Even in a restaurant, it's like, okay, I'm full, but there's still food on the plate. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, do I take it home? I don't like leftovers. Do I leave it? Do I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, where's the dogs? You know? Right. <laughs> you know, that is a hard one. And I know for many, you know, I grew up like that as well. My husband is notoriously bad about that. He's like, if it's on my plate, I have to eat it. And I'm like, well, but you don't actually, you know? And, um, so it is a hard one. And, and I found that when I, as I started to really heal that relationship, I got to a point where I was able to push my plate away when I was done and satisfied. But then there was a, a little bit of a sadness that I noticed showing up for a while. It's like, oh, but I want to eat it. I mean, you know, and I, I was allowed to eat it if I wanted to. It wasn't that. But when I really checked in, I'm like, yeah, but I physically don't. But there's that other kind of old behavior, but I like the taste of it and I want to keep eating it. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, you just kind of work with it and I can always eat it later. I can push it away. And if I'm really hungry, I can have it in an hour or whatever. It's, it's, so I think that's one of the biggest, um, or maybe harder lessons to learn is just really check in if eating until it's off your, you know, your, your plate is finished 
or clear, will that make you feel good? Will you feel amazing in your body? And if the answer is no, then, you know, start to really honor that and, and take care of yourself. And I, one of the biggest messages, I've come up with what I call nine food freedom principles. And um, one, the very first one, I always, if you don't learn anything else of any of the other ones, the one I say is be kind stop beating yourself up for everything that you do or stop tearing your body apart stop all the you know the the mean things that you say to yourself and if you can't do anything else but just change that inner dialogue of being kind to yourself that will completely transform your life on its own so you know we're always bombarded with pictures of skinny people in the media that let us know that something's wrong with us if we're not you know <sighs> if we're not skinny, is oh, everyone's body supposed to be skinny, you know, no. or, or are there some bodies that are just better off with a lot more padding on them? Yeah. I mean, everybody's are different. Everybody's body is different. And, um, you know, some bodies are naturally really lanky and, and lean and some are more robust and round and, and there's nothing wrong with any of those bodies. In fact, there's really, um, the research shows that, it's not larger body size that's the health issue. It's actually all the dieting that tends to come along with people in larger bodies. So, um, but also, you know, smaller bodies are dieting as much too. So it's really the behavior around dieting that leads to more health or um, worse health outcomes than actually having a larger body size. So um, really it's start to, no. So all bodies are different. Some bodies are a little rounder than others, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the models, for remember, they are Photoshopped. They don't look like that in real life either. That's good so. to remember. And we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we'll find out what Catherine has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X Zone, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Catherine Nilbrink, whose website is her name, Catherine with a K, Neil Brink is N-I-L-B-R-I-N-K.com. Now she's taken her skills to a level where she's able to share her secrets with others to enable them to become healthy without dieting or deprivation with their food. Um, Catherine, you've got a new ebook that just came out titled The Feel Good Diet Jumpstart Guide. Three actions to take right now to take back control of your body. Talk to us about this and share at least one of those actions, please. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. It's free on my website, so you can just find it there. Um, and um, the, I think one of the one of the things that I really talk about is is that can really start to transform how you um, relate to food and how you relate to your body is to start not eating with distractions, if that makes sense. So you know, eat with out your computer or put your phone away, put the TV away and really try to just pay attention to the food and be grateful and really taste your food. And, and it's amazing how much food we eat whenever we're not paying attention. So if you sit and notoriously sit at your desk or in front of the TV or in front of your computer, you're probably eating a lot more than you would otherwise, because you're just not paying attention either to the food that you're eating or to your body. So, um, taking the time to really allow yourself to um, be grateful and and to taste your food and pay attention. We get satiety cues from our eyes as well as our taste buds and our stomach and um, receptors in our tummy and things. So if we don't see it, it we don't necessarily realize how much we're eating. So um, eat without distractions. That is one of the biggest things that I talk about in um, my ebook so i highly recommend and it's an easy one to start well in theory it's easy it's actually a little bit harder than we think but put your phone away put your tv away sit at the table and enjoy your food and pay attention and you'll enjoy it more because you taste the food now i read some somewhere at one time or another that after the first three mm -hmm. bites of any one food you actually stop losing the taste for it so you need to go to something else well, you know, that is actually true when you, you know, I mean, you, you basically start your taste buds get on board a little bit and um, which when you think about it, it makes sense because when you go out and let's say you go to a buffet, you tend to eat a whole lot more because you're overstimulating your, you keep, you have so many different options and you keep stimulating your taste buds again and again and again with new things. And so um, you don't get quote, tired as well. Your your mouth doesn't get tired of the flavors, if that makes sense. And so um, you, you eat more and you tend to overeat. Whereas if you're eating, you know, just a few items on your plate, um, maybe two or three different things, um, you eat those and your body, your, your taste buds will get used to it and they kind of get a little bit bored, which also helps you with your um, satiety signals as well. Okay. With everything but cheesecake, right? <laughs> <laughs> So how do you a continuous battle in your mind about what to eat, when to eat it, and how much of it to eat? You know, it, it's a process. This is a journey, and I've been on it for a really, really long time. It's not a quick fix. Um, if you really want to heal that relationship and finally stop this madness, it's, it's a process. But 
you know, you really get to say hello to yourself during that process. And, and you really, um, I find it's really rewarding because of it. Um, I actually am now grateful that I went through this because I now know that when I start to return to old behaviors or they show up, it means that I'm kind of avoiding something or something is showing up that I maybe need to look at or face. And it's made me a better person. Um, I'm a much kinder and compassionate person. And so, you know, what to do, um, you know, just start being kind and, and you just, yeah, you just have to, it's a process and it takes time and patience and persistence and, and a lot of help, you know, I mean, I, I have this community and I've had help for myself as well. Um, you know, because that way, you know, you get the support that you need throughout it and you don't have to go through it alone because there are days where it's just hard and, um, but it's so, so rewarding. So because it, because it is hard and people binge eat and they emotional eat or they, um, you know, they eat because they don't feel loved. And so the food is nurturing them. So how do you stop emotional eating or binge eating or what are some clues that people can do? Um, you know, pay attention. What what's going on when that happens? You know, when um, what start to you know, you can journal about. When, when you're seeing this behavior starting to happen or you're, um, you know, emotional eating or there's a trigger and you feel like you're moving into that behavior, you know, check in and say, um, or afterwards, sometimes you may not, because you're so in the moment, you may miss it. But afterwards say, you know, what was really going on? What was I trying to avoid paying attention to? What was I trying to numb out? Because that's what happens a lot of times. And and, you know, you just start to really unpack that over time. You can write, you know, the more you journal, the more you'll start to see patterns and behaviors. But the other thing is, is a lot of that is triggered by constant dieting. So when you diet, you deprive your body of calories. When you restrict, even if it's just a lower calorie count and you're hungry, your body is going to fight back and it's going to tell you to eat. And that is a very basic biological imperative to eat and feed your body. That's what leads to overeating behaviors. It's why people fall off the wagon. They cannot continue. What happens then is they do that, but then they go back to dieting, which then leads them to the overeating behavior, binging, you know, having the cheat day on Saturday or whatever it is. Then they go back to the diet. They end up binging. Then you also start to be, establish a habit, which is a neural pathway in your brain, which also leads to feeling a little bit out of control. So there's a lot of really interesting things happening in our bodies with these behaviors that has nothing to do with the actual type of food that you're eating. It has to do with the behavior itself, the dieting itself. So in order to finally stop this, you have to stop dieting. You have to stop restricting. You have to stop the food rules. And that is all very scary and counterintuitive to what we've been taught. So how about if you compare and contrast plant-based nutrition with other modalities for it's easier for us to see the difference of exactly what you mean by plant-based versus something else? Um, well, you know, I mean, plant-based is just, a, um, you know, an eating style. Um, and, it, and in the past, I used to help people with um, you know, meal plans and things like that. But one of the biggest things that I noticed that is, was that every time I give somebody a meal plan, I take their power away and I tell them not to trust their bodies or themselves. And so I quit doing that. And so, you know, people may, I don't, I don't talk about eating a plant-based diet so much anymore. Sure. I would love it if everybody did it just because of the kindness of the animals and for environmental reasons, a whole lot of other reasons. And we don't need um, animal products in our diet. We can survive really well without it. But I'm not going to tell people not to eat something because that then just sets them up for another set of food rules and feeling of deprivation unless they're ready for it. So okay. does animal byproducts also include insect byproducts? Because I'm thinking of honey. In some cases, yes. Um, some, you know, a quote, very strict vegan would say, no honey. Um, I don't like honey. I just don't like honey. So for me, it's not a thing. And also, um, you know, so it, it really depends, but it, it can, it fall. That's one that kind of falls in the gray area, but a strict vegan would say no honey. Um, Plant-based eaters, we don't tend to eat a lot of extra added highly processed sugars, which honey actually is, but, um, but that's a food rule once again. And so, um, 
I just don't like honey, so I don't eat it. But I'll use maple syrup sometimes or some other things like that. Um, but I hope that answered your question. Yeah. If you could change just one thing about people's understanding of how they look at food, what would that be? One thing about how they look at food. Food, I think food is not the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, you know, food is, um, I think we, we look at food as the problem, but it's actually dieting and the diet culture that surrounds us. That's the problem. And so, you know, stop looking at food as a way to manipulate your body and use it as a way to really nourish yourself. And it, and that includes potato chips or other things or cheesecake. It, um, those things are also nourishing on a different level. So, um, I think if I could change anything is, is just that, you know, food is it, the more food rules we put around it, the more difficult we have of a relationship we're going to have with it. The best diet I ever heard that I saw a lot of people really heal with was eat anything you want for breakfast, because by the end of the day, you wear it off. And for lunch and for dinner, just have a, like a small vegetable and a piece of meat if you're eating meat or a small salad and and then do the same thing for for dinner, just have a small piece of fruit. But if you have any craving, eat it for breakfast. Anyway, Catherine, it's been a pleasure for you to join us today. And I just want to thank you for joining us. It's um, been my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ah, our joy. Be prepared, be surprised and pleased when you get to experience Catherine Neilbrink's work. Again, her website is katherineneilbrink.com and she has her free ebook there for you, ready to download and give you some hints. Catherine's name excels at being able to confront herself and others with the truth. This is found in the letters TH combined with having an R somewhere else in the name. So if your name anywhere has a TH together and an R anywhere else, first, middle, or last name, then you too require private time so you can reflect on what's happened, reconsider your choices, and are comfortable with confronting yourself and others with the truth and what your, your understanding of that truth is. Do you want to know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and XZone Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. A reading to get your name analyzed is a wonderful gift, especially for those that are hard to buy a gift for. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 